Why'd you have to nuke the whole building, Hans? Well, when you steal $600, you can't just disappear. When you steal $600 million, they will find you unless they think you're already dead. Put down the gun. You got me. Still the cowboy, Mr. McLean. Americans all alike. Well, this time John Wayne does not walk off into the sunset with Grace Kelly. It's Gary Cooper, asshole. Enough jokes. You made a pretty good cowboy yourself, Hans. Oh, yes. What was it you said to me before? Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> Once again, Popheads, welcome to the tradition that will never die, that will never go away, and will always populate the ever-evolving airwaves of podcasting. I am, of course, referring to Hanstoberfest, the 2022 edition. We're back to celebrate the late, great Alan Rickman, and we are so glad you are here to join us to celebrate the man and all his fine body of work. And, and you know, you're probably wondering, like, how, how much Die Hard can you talk about? Well, my friends, we're not just talking about Die Hard. Not by any stretch of the imagination. No, 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 not so fast. Last year, we got into his role as the Sheriff of Nottingham in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And this year, we are talking about Galaxy Quest. His role as Sir Alexander Dane, a.k.a. Dr. Lazarus, on the hit show Galaxy Quest. Uh, a movie that is near and dear to my heart. It is, it is one of those films that you hear the premise and you're like, that doesn't sound that good. <laughs> or maybe you do. Uh, but it's a movie that works insanely well. It's, it's a excellently executed script, a, a, a perfect ensemble cast where every character gets their moment to shine, uh, and they all work and play so well together. So we're here to celebrate Hans Hoberfest 2022 with a Galaxy Quest conversation. And joining us for that conversation is our good friend Reagan from the Come On It's So Good podcast. He's here to dive into it, get into all things Rickman, and just generally have a good time with our with our Hans Hosen on and uh, chugging some steins of beer. Because I mean, what's what's Hans Hoberfest without pretzels, beers, uh, you know, Oxshank, all that good stuff? I mean, there's more and more. I guess you can just have some brats too. You want to keep it simple? Let's just go ahead and sample real quickly. A little bit of what I'm talking about here on Gap for the Galaxy Quest, all right? In case you're not familiar, in case you've not watched it, let me wet the whistle with this clip right here. How did I come to this? Not again. I played Richard III. Five curtain calls. There were five curtain calls. I was an actor once. Damn it, now look at me. Look at me! I can't go out there and I won't say that stupid line one more time. I can't. I won't. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And that clip, we will reference that clip quite a bit in our conversation, so I wanted to play that for you now. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into the episode proper. What say you? How, let's, 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 let's do this. Let's get down into it. Let's, let's get into our Galaxy Quest jumpers. And um, by the way, if you haven't watched the movie, watch the movie. Maybe this will inspire you to do so. If not, hey, it's okay. 
You got this. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being supportive. Uh, we truly, truly appreciate it. Again, the Instagram, the, the 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 Twitter, all the social media feeds are still active. It's Tomcast Popcast, Instagram and Twitter. Email the show, TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. Why not? I'm still there. I'm still checking things. All right. I'll talk to you all on the other side. Enjoy the conversation. It's time to sit down, buckle up, hold on to your butts, and buckle up again. Let's go. By Grabthar's hammer. What a savings. All right. It's a tradition like none other. That is, is Reagan from the Coas G podcast coming on board and celebrating Hans Toberfest with us. Back for, I think, the third year in a row. Killing it, crushing it, destroying things. Got your lederhosen on. Got your got your, your, your nice suit. You're looking very Hans mm. Gruber-y. Thank you. <laughs> oh, fuck. I can't, I can't think of it like uh, that. Everfat has the same one. Yeah, I couldn't think of the name of the tailor either. I totally blanked. I was improv. I want to say Brooks Brothers. He's definitely not wearing a Brooks Brooks Brothers. Not a Brooks Brothers. Greetings, program. (laughs) How are you doing today, my friend? Good, good. What's going on? Glad to be back for, I I believe we did Die Hard, right? Or do we just talk about Die Hard in our lives? Possibly. I mean, that's also happening. I know for sure we definitely did Robin Hood um, (laughs) Prince of Thieves last year. We did. But I think we were on the year before that as well. I, I, I want to believe in that. Check, check the, we'll check the tapes later. Yeah, check the back catalog. It's there. <laughs> Reagan, uh, before we get started on our, on our, our Han Superfest festivities, uh, what's going on on the Koji podcast? Tell us what, what people can check out with you guys. Uh, we did, well, it's football season. And we released this past week a great movie called The Replacement, starring Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman. That guy from John Wick? That guy from John Wick played quarterback. Sweet for the Washington Sentinels. <laughs> is Sentinels a better name than Commanders? Everything is. <laughs> and you guys I'm are not also go doing down that rabbit hole. You guys are also doing uh, She-Hulk recaps, and uh, we are. Is Andor uh, on your list? And Andor is going to be out. It might be out by the time you hear this. It's possible there could be a cease and desist coming your way. We'll we'll talk about that later. (laughs) It's the spoilers for the end of the show. You don't own Andor. (laughs) You know, our podcast, we fight against (laughs) empires. Do you? Yes, we see you over at Manovision, so proud of yourself. (laughs) So content, thinking that nobody would come into your podcast studio and take from you. That's oh, you true. like that, don't you? That's yes, old true. man. That's not true. <laughs> it's lies. You're definitely the misinformation I'm definitely campaign. The rebellion. Oh my goodness gracious! I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's most likely not. <laughs> I mean, the Empire. You know, they they had some ideas. Oh no! Whoa! 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 <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> We're here to celebrate Hans Gruber, aka Alan Rickman. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Let's stay focused. I'll try. <laughs> but we are in a celebratory mood, uh, so we all have our beverages. What do you got today, my friend? I am drinking, that's what it's called, Colors from Pariah Brewing right here in Baltimore, Maryland. I've heard of them. They make some good beers. It's delicious. Lovely. Uh, uh, since we're in a, in, a, in Hans Tuber Fest, I am having a fest beer. This is from our good friends at Society Brewing Company here in San Diego. You got some nice uh, slap dancing going on on the can. And I have it in a nice ceramic stein. Oh, that's so fancy. I felt it's a little fancy today. I also have my, <laughs> I also have my shirt 
for the show. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I was going to make the joke that you found a way to take your shirt off some point during the podcast, <laughs> and I ruined it by showing me your Galaxy Quest shirt that he's immediately taking off. So now he's found a way to get shirtless. <laughs> well, spoilers. We are talking about Galaxy Quest. Not spoilers. It's going to be in the title. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, you guys know. Yeah. I mean, we sort of teased this last year, I think, at the end of the podcast that we were doing Galaxy Quest. It was, it was inevitable that we would spend time. Uh, uh, talking about this film in the, in the wonderful catalog of Alan Rickman movies. Um, I think it was this, or it was going to be Love Actually, you told me to watch. Which, uh, spoilers, <laughs> I haven't watched Love Actually yet, but I'm, it's on the list. Oh, Christmas movies are coming, Reagan. You can, you can get squeeze it in, in December. You'll be just fine. <laughs> what, what's your, uh, so what's your origin story with Galaxy Quest? When did you kind of first discover this film? Um, I believe my brother Rob told me about it. I was like, it's kind of like Star Trek, but it's poking fun at like the original series. And I was like, Tim Allen, Ugh. the <laughs> oh, 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 guy, really? Okay, I'll check it out. So even as a teenager, you're not a home improvement guy. No, I'd grown out of home improvement. Okay. Like I had turned like 16, and that you know the the more power stuff. <laughs> it's probably you know it it run its course. Okay, fair, fair. I mean, how long was Home Improvement on? About nine seasons, I think. Nine tens of years. Yeah, yeah. So I, I say I was a good Home Improvement guy for like six seasons. I think it just maybe. ended right as as he was getting cast in this role. I think maybe it had just ended. And he was unemployed and then got this part. You don't think he got this after like the Buzz Lightyear stuff? Um, no. Buzz Lightyear oh. was in 1995. This is 1999. Oh, it is. So yeah. there's a gap. Look, don't look. You see it there at home how he talks down to me because I can't remember every date. Well, I thought maybe you Empire. had. I thought maybe you'd done a little, a little uh, extra credit work and had watched the Galaxy Quest documentary. I've I've seen parts of it. Oh. Which is saying a lot for me because I don't watch documentaries about like movies or television, like any of the Mandalorian behind the scenes. Like yeah. you want to see how it's shot. Haven't seen a second of it. Yeah, so I've I, watched like thirty minutes of the doc. Normally, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't go for too much of the behind the scenes stuff. I kind of don't like to see how the sausage is made. You know, I like, I like having the the magic on the screen. But the documentary for for this particular film, I, I find very interesting because it it it, it yeah, like you said, you watched thirty minutes of it, so you probably know the broad strokes, kind of yeah. like how it all kind of came together, and it it's the Galaxy Quest is sort of like this. I don't know, just it's just sort of like it all just kind of worked. Everything that didn't happen like they were supposed to have a different director they were looking for different leads they were looking for different blah blah blahs and all these things were kind of stacked up against it but when everything clicked into place you ended up with this really remarkable film that has a really great movie yeah it's a great movie great performances it's a really uh, um one of the finer screenplays out there i mean david mamet said so and i'm not gonna argue against him so I wouldn't. <laughs> like, he, he, he knows what he's doing. He knows some things. With the words. Yeah, so I'm going to be like, David Mamet said this is one of the top five screenplays of all time? Fuck yeah. <laughs> High praise. Yeah, and, and so my first time seeing this movie, I think, is, is probably a lot like yours. Like, I was curious about it from the trailers because it looked like it was it was knocking on Star Trek. It looked like it was kind of doing all these things, playing the genre, but like having some fun. Uh, but it had a great cast, and so I was intrigued. But I never saw it in theaters. It wasn't until... I think it was available to get on DVD. And I just sort of like yeah, picked it up I, I on a whim. That as well. Yeah, I think I just watched it at home. And I was like, you wow. You probably went to like a Hollywood video or a Blockbuster. Mm, I think it might have been in my Circuit City era. And I might have oh, grabbed it, it from work. Been. 
Yeah, I you, might you actually bought a copy. Yeah. I don't know if you got it, it like shipped to your home through Netflix. One of those hot new Tuesday new releases at Circuit City. <laughs> I miss those days when you, when you would walk out of a Circuit City just holding like 40 DVDs that you paid $20 a pop for. Yeah. Yeah. And then... I burned so much cash on just trash. The economy needed you. It, it still did. does. I I buy beer. <laughs> you still buy DVDs, though. So no, I haven't bought a DVD in a long time. Oof. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. No, I bought the digital copy of Spider-Man. I don't. Do I own? No way home. I might have bought a hard copy of. Okay. For like twenty-five. It's, it's been a while, but the DVDs section at like Target has shrunk to basically nothing. Yeah. You know, and I miss the days when you would just. Hunt for a hard-to-find movie or something on sale. You mm-hmm. thought, oh, this movie is only five dollars right now. I definitely need to buy it. Like, I'd be a fool if I did not. <laughs> well, so, so, I actually, I, I actually agree with you. I've, I've sort of have, I've kind of come back towards the middle when it comes to getting a few DVDs and Blu-rays here and there, just because apparently, like those digital rights that you're paying for on Amazon and all these things doesn't mean you have the movie forever. And I'm like, wait a second, hold on. Yeah, they could disappear. I thought yeah, yeah, that yeah. meant I had it forever. I thought I owned this, and apparently I do not. <laughs> you were just renting the rights yeah. for a set fee. Yeah, so that really bummed me out. So I, I know there it's... are there are a few things where I'm like, hmm, maybe I should get that on on a, like a hard disc Dude, format. Voodoo does this thing called disc to digital, mm-hmm. where you can scan the barcode of a DVD you own, and for two dollars it would give you an SD copy of it in your, you know, in your. Oh, okay. Library. And so I was doing it and then putting the DVDs, I'll, I'll donate these to the library or, so, you know, somewhere where other people can watch them. But then I heard about that and I was like, oh, no, this is all for Silas. I can't give these away just in case I can't watch, you know, Phantoms again. <laughs> yeah, they, right. Oh. The real tragedy out there. Can't watch yeah, Phantoms like, again. <laughs> all right. Sorry. I can't watch Tom Perringer and Sniper again. And Billy Zane. Oh. When he has to make the shout and he's like is missing his trigger finger. Yeah. He's got another finger. So he's hard. Got, he's got eight more. <laughs> well, but with Galaxy Quest. <laughs> Awkward transition fully in place now. <laughs> Everyone has all their fingers. So so <laughs> very different from what we've done in the past for for celebrating Alan Rickman and his wonderful film career. Because uh, you know, it's it, I think talking about Die Hard and talking about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, two things really stand out in those performances is that he, he raises the game, right? He kind of steals a lot of thunder from the leads, right? right? Especially in Robin well, actually, Hood. I, I think he does a lot here as well. Well, okay. So, but hold on. Okay. Okay. I think this is a movie full of scene stealing performances by almost everyone. Everyone gets oh, like I, a yeah. moment to be this incredible. This is a great cast. This is a really incredible ensemble cast. And, and Alan Rickman bouncing off these characters, bouncing off these other actors, is really fantastic. You know, I mean, you got a young Sam Rockwell. you got Tony Shalhoub as Tech Sergeant Chin. Sam Rockwell is a scene stealer in this movie. He is. And I, I, but I love me some Tech Sergeant Chin, too. Just like the oh, looks man. on his face and like the, the mannerisms. When he turns and zips up his uniform to, to use the transporter or the digital, whatever they call it, we know it as the transporter. They're using phasers. We get where they are. <laughs> yeah. But th- this, unlike the other movies we've talked about, is a real true ensemble. Uh, you know, it's Sigourney Weaver, Tim Allen, obviously, uh, uh, Daryl Mitchell. Everyone in this movie is f- fucking fun. 
and to see them all playing together, I think, is the really unique aspect and, and really kind of what differentiates this performance from the other films we've talked about. Yeah, yeah, I would say this is definitely probably the, the strongest cast. I know he was in a Kevin Costner, Morgan Freeman movie just last year that we talked about. <laughs> right, but it, very different kind of performances and very different a script. I mean, remember we talked about how he did not like the sheriff role, and so he kind of wanted. He's like, "I'll do it, but I'm gonna if only if I can do whatever I kind of want to do." This yeah, is a movie I that think... apparently he was like, "I like this. This is funny. <laughs> like, I want to be a part of this. I don't like sci-fi, but this script is funny." Him in the Spock role, <laughs> and just you know, playing it like how upset he is that he still has to be this Vulcan slash Klingon. Yeah, these guys, these actors Character. are all upset. They're they're super typecast. They're they're stuck in these roles. That's all people know them as. People love them as these characters, but like they are sort of frustrated by the whole thing. He yeah. the, more so than others because he has to wear the head thing, and he wears the head thing the entire movie. Yeah, the entire he never takes it off. Even when they show him at home on the phone, still wearing it. <laughs> Which that's commitment right there. <laughs> Five curtain calls. Five curtain calls when he was Henry the Third. Yeah. Or is it Richard the Third? I can't remember. Richard the Third. Richard the Third. Richard the Third. Yeah, because it's Henry the Fifth, right? I can't remember. Too many names. Too many names. Shakespeare. That's, come on. That's what I say. <laughs> if I say all the time, too many names. <laughs> uh what else? We, what, should, what else should we say about this performance? Other than like seeing Rickman do comedy, intentional comedy, is a nice change of pace. And he's as we alluded to with his character, the catchphrase, right? <laughs> you got to talk about the catchphrase. We we are introduced to it early on. He hates it, doesn't want to ever say it, spends most of the movie trying to avoid saying it until he actually fucking says it and brings the thunder. Yeah, and that's awesome. The way they well build deserved. that. It's, yeah, the way they build it, because when, when he's signing the autographs, I sent you a, a gif earlier today yes. of it, because it's one of my favorite <laughs> scenes from the movie, and every character is coming up doing the by Grapthar's hammer to him, and... We just, just snatching the, the headshots <laughs> from him so aggressively. <laughs> we should, I love his character so much in this movie. Yeah, we should say his name. His, his character's name is Sir Alexander Dane, um, and he yeah. plays Dr. Lazarus on, on the show Galaxy Quest. And, and yes, he is the Spock analog, if you will. And, yeah. Oh, he's a delight. Everyone in this fucking movie. <sighs> This movie really strikes a really interesting balance for, for those of us who grew up watching Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you sort of view the way it does the Star Trek, the actors, and then like in, the way it sort of includes the fandom? How's that? How do you view that? I mean, I, I, that's not the I, right question, but I, you know what I, I mean. Yeah. It's so positive. It's This is such a love letter to a Star Trek thing without being Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Where the show inside the – or the – the real life thing inside the show or the show inside the movie, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> it is, it, it's so, you know, 60s Star Trek, which, which I've gone back and started to watch again. Show's fantastic. It's fantastic. Like I, I get why it's been around for 50 plus years. It's great. And then watching it nowadays too, with the, with the bumped up effects and stuff, the ship looks great. Yeah. Yeah. It looks amazing. <laughs> but this uh, show, it, I, I, I want to show for galaxy quest. I know it's, problematic at this point in time well i mean they were the, the, there was a plan in place when, yeah when, when was, Alan know, passed away yeah i i don't think you can move forward with 
out Dr. Lazarus. No, I think that's why it's it's sort of been tabled. Dead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, For that, lack of a better word. Wow. Wow, Ray. Jesus. For lack of a better word. No tact. Sorry. No tact. <laughs> I know. Like it just it, sometimes things pop out. Like, oh my god. And then your brain goes, "Hey man, don't say that." Like <laughs> There you go. The, yeah, the, the the balance this movie has, it it's it's comedy, but it's not necessarily like insulting comedy towards sci fi fans or fans of Star Trek. It it's it's like you said, it's like a love letter. I don't know. It, it's like a touch that I didn't really expect from it, and it gives it like this really strong, like emotional core to the film that I don't think absolutely would be quite the same if it didn't have these characters embracing the fandom at the end. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? What is this thing? I mean, there's no useful purpose for there to be a bunch of choppy, crushy things in the middle of a hallway. No, I think we shouldn't have to do this. It makes no logical sense. Why is it here? Because it's on the television well, show. Well, forget it. I'm not doing it. This episode was badly written. Okay, Commander, now as soon as the first crusher hits you. Oh. Just did. Okay, go now. Whoever wrote this episode should die. All right, Reagan, I want to put you in a situation, and you tell me if you react the same or different than a character in this film, okay? Okay. <laughs> you're sitting in your room. You're monkeying around mm-hmm. on your computer as you are known to do. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you hear a voice, the voice of oh, your favorite okay. Starship captain of a, what you believe to be a fictional television show or you think is a fictional television show. And then Did they, he berate me earlier in the day? Very possibly. <laughs> okay. And then that captain tells you, it's real. What do you do? Prank caller, prank caller, <laughs> who is this? But it, let's, let's, let's just say... I mean, I'm you're a, a teenager. Patrick <laughs> if Patrick Stewart called me on my cell phone... It's like, Reagan, we need your help. Was like, guess what? Star Trek The Next Gen, television show. Star Trek Picard, real. I'd be like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay all right i wouldn't believe it i would think that um jonathan nesbitt <laughs> nesmith nesmith had gone insane <laughs> like if william shatner calls you on a cell phone <laughs> and is like we need to get to rule a pente we left bones there i'll be like uh, did you take a shapeshifter back <laughs> Right. Okay. But I know it doesn't. You're make sense, you're but... an old cynical man now, but like, put yourself in seventeen year old Reagan's shoes. Are you still? I want to believe, it? like Fox Mulder. I'd want to believe <laughs> right. that I could actually live in the Galaxy Quest slash Star Trek Star Wars universes all yeah. the time. And I think that's one of the elements of this movie that uh, that I really enjoy a lot. Is sort of like this this I don't know if wish fulfillment is sort of like the right phrase I want to explore with this idea. But okay. the way it sort of incorporates fandom into the movie, like it would have been very easy to do this movie without including that element, but it wouldn't be the same. You know, having these characters, having these actors have the interactions with their fans, you know, kind of centering it around these conventions at the beginning and then at the end, I think really takes this movie to a different place emotionally. Yeah, a lot of conventions, like back to back. Like that next convention is like three days later. I know, in a fairly big venue, too, right? It seemed like a big haul for Galaxy Quest, which went off the air, and no movies. Right, like, and, and uh, it had like what, like ninety-two episodes or something. 
Is that what they say in the beginning when when Guy is introducing yeah. the, you know, the the, the audience? Yeah, because like, he dies in episode eighty one, and it, he didn't die in the finale. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, you know, if it, ninety episodes, is, that's a pretty good run for back in the day. You know, so they, they got a lot of history there, and obviously the fandom's there. Uh, didn't they keep it with like four seasons? Did they say four seasons? I couldn't I remember. Thought they said four. I know, they, I know that, they, that's they refer to a lot of the episodes in numbers, and and so. I guess it depends on how many episodes in a per season, right? I mean, obviously, syndication for Star Trek was like 26. That's nuts. Uh, season one of the original series is like 29 episodes. I guess that's a good point. It was surprising to me. <laughs> I was like, let's wrap this season up, guys. I get it. You're having fun making Trek, but right, let's but go I mean, on to season two. Let's say <laughs> season one of the original Trek is a lot easier of a rewatch than season one of Next Gen. I mean, you know, at that point, you're, you're just wishing for it to be you, over. How dare you, sir? How dare you? You get the first introduction of Q. He comes back again later that season, doesn't he? Isn't that with like the soldiers and he makes Wesley like a man? No, I think so, yeah. Is that when and, like Jordy gets all horned up for like older Wesley? <laughs> I don't remember. Watch that episode again and look how Jordy reacts to an older Wesley. He's like, Oh Wes, nice job. And you're like, gross. <laughs> you're a man and he's still a child. Just saying. I love you, Jordy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe that's what the next season of Picard's all about, addressing those those inner the inner turmoil of Jordy LaForge. Jordy is just going to come back to try and bang like space time traveler Will. Or he's not Will Wheaton. He's Wesley Crusher. Oh, is that what he is now? He's a, he's a traveler, he right? He's the traveler, yeah. Because yeah, he, they did a whole. I don't want. They, talk they about decided this. to shoehorn the I traveler into Picard. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I made a mistake. I made a mistake going down <laughs> this avenue. <laughs> I have to backpedal. I have to backpedal. Backpedaling. Uh, getting back to like the cons and all, <laughs> I love Tim Allen's like interactions with the the fans, how in and into it he is, and how great he is with the fans. It's one of my biggest fears is whenever I meet someone famous, is I'm going to have a bad interaction. Of course, and, and I'm not going to be able to watch. Like if like Scott Bakula spits on me, I'm not going to be able to watch Quantum Leap because Scott Bakula spat on me. He didn't really do it. That's just a hypothetical scenario of another Star Trek captain. <laughs> or no, I mean you're not you. wrong. I, I I think I think, I mean I don't know. Maybe it's it's. I feel like people are so fucking thirsty for celebrities to meet celebrities nowadays. But like I'm always very cautious about that because I don't want that bad interaction, or I don't want like sort of like the forced awkward interaction that more, probably happens more often than not when you sort of corner them in right, public. That's <laughs> sure, like uh, my my brother Ryan went and did a, a meet and greet with Kevin Smith, not for this movie, but. I guess it was Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Right, right. And he's like, don't you want to go to that? I was like, I don't want to have a... I love Kevin. But it's just going to be, hey, man, great to see you. Thanks for coming out. Right. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. And then that's what it was. <laughs> I mean, that was... Like, that was... Thank God he does it. <laughs> like, it's nice that he does it. And if you want that... But I really just want to hang out with Kevin Smith. I know. I know. And I... that's not going to happen. I mean... We're not going to go on a road trip... Yelling snoochie boochies out the window. <laughs> I mean, that's the. I mean, you basically described how my my uh, my meeting with Bruce Campbell went. I mean, it was lovely and everything, but yeah, it was like a very brief. Hey, man, thanks for buying my book. Yeah, <laughs> fuck off and get out of here. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Sam X told you to fuck off. That'd be great. <laughs> not qu not quite, but it was very much next in line. Yeah, but you wanted to go drink mojitos <laughs> right. with Bruce Campbell. Yes, yes, I get it, and that's not going to happen. Yeah, because. He also has a life. I mean, he's not the... <laughs> he's busy. Uh, I mean, I, I think it'd be more into it now with him as the pizza papa as opposed to... <laughs> the pizza papa? 
from Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, <laughs> I totally forgot that they just make him like torture him for the entire movie. It's on the <laughs> if you haven't seen the Doctor Strange movie, you know it's on Disney Plus. Go watch it. Yeah, <laughs> but that is, is that a horror movie? By the way, there's a, some controversy that people are like, it's a Marvel movie, so it can't be a horror movie. I mean, it sort of has like some elements, but I don't think so. Yeah. The the whole basement chase with the Scarlet Witch, very horror. Yeah, the, like I said, the elements are there, but it's still, you know, Marvel's level of violence and gore. Yeah. So, meh. Nope. Back to Galaxy <laughs> Quest. Stop changing the Galaxy subject. <laughs> Who did you bring on this podcast? <laughs> it's Hans Toberfest, man. We're still be talking about how great Rickman is in this movie. All right, I will only talk about Hans Toberfest movies from now on. <laughs> One uh, so of the elements, that, again, we're sort of focused on Tim Allen right now, I feel like, because him, him as the commander and the way he sort of embraces that role like you were talking about, the way you were alluding to it, the way he plays yeah. to the crowd. I like very much that they they sort of base a lot of his persona on on sort of the, the, the original Star Trek cast's perception of Shatner to them. Yep. Yeah. I mean, how cool is that? It's 100%. They, apparently, they don't make it as bad as has been said of Shatner, but... You know, like I mean, the sort of the elevating himself above the rest of the cast. You know, is, I don't think him and George can still be in the same room together. No, George Takei has no time for him. So there's probably a lot of hurt feelings, and I get it. Guy got a big head. Yeah, but the, you know, at the time though, those, those stories were very public. They were they they had kind of been making their way around. I think a couple of the cast members had written books saying that Shatner was full of it. You know, because he had written that that uh, Star Trek biography from his time on the show and they're like this is a load of shit so i mean it, it was all very it was a, kind of a very public falling out between the captain of, of the enterprise and, and his crew and and so i think they, they sort of leaned into that a little bit not not over overtly like there was no hate for for jason as a as a character as a as, as a person but they were just like why do you think you're better than us kind of thing it, they were very much done with him right you know he's doing these he's doing these appearances solo away from them you know and then Obviously, it's easier for them to get work when the whole cast is together. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they... and, I mean, well, also, you see Jason's house compared to where Alexander is living in, like, a one bedroom apartment somewhere. Right. Right. Exactly. And you got five curtain calls. Five curtain calls. But I love the way that he's able to keep Alexander going into the shows. You know, Alexander's trying to sneak out the back in his trench coat. Yeah. The show <laughs> must go on. The show must go on. He's like, you can't make me. And then he says the line, and he's like, damn you. You will go out there. I won't. And nothing you say will make me. The show must go on. Damn you. Damn you. I will say that stupid line one more time. I like that he knows. As soon as he comes in, he's like, he's Alexander having his meltdown. <laughs> yeah, they've obviously been through this before, right? It's it's been yeah. the endearing parts oh, of the probably movie. Probably a million times. You know, I mean, the guy, you know, Tony Shalhoub and, and Daryl Mitchell, they're all kind of saying what he's going to say next before he even says it. Like, they've all been down this road with him. So I sort of like the fact that he's, he's the, the prima donna British actor, you know, stage actor turned, you know, typecast Hollywood actor. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really neat element for, for Rickman to bring to it. And... I, you know, I don't know if it's gravitas, I want to say, but it, it it is sort of the way he sort of carries himself versus the way everybody else, like the English actor versus the American actors. Come on. That's oh, fun. Oh, that's great. That's fun. I mean, 
when he's eating, when when they meet um, the Thermians, the Thermians, and he's eating, you know, whatever beetles they are. Yeah, some kind of, cr- like a weird crickety looking thing. Yeah, just like Mother used to make is hilarious. <laughs> Because he got, and he's on this ship now that's based off of the historical documents, aka the ep- the episodes that were beamed into space. Which is that, do you know if that's still a thing, by the way? Do we still do that with our TV shows? We still beam shit into space? I hope not. You think we're like uh, doing Desperate Housewives or the real Housewives of Atlanta? See, I would think that if we were beaming those into space, some species would have come here and, and just blown us up and put us out of our misery by now. Maybe they like the Jersey Shore. You think there's aliens out there like, that are emulating Snooky in the in the situation? Oh, I, I guarantee it. If we're still if we're still broadcasting out into space, why wouldn't we? So you're saying there's that there's a possibility there's an alien culture out there that now believes in gym tan laundry, as That's like right. as like a... oh my god, they're gonna be so ripped <laughs> <laughs> and just smell fresh. They're gonna be terrifying when they dominate us. Oh, and the really bad haircuts. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> You just put a bunch, you know, get Poly D to come out and spin for them, and they'll <laughs> lose their minds, and then we'll beat them. Now, I was thinking about that because I mean, when when Galaxy Quest came out, that was a thing. Like we were known, we we beamed our TV shows into space as a way to make try and make contact with other civilizations out there. Nowadays, the idea of that terrifies me. <laughs> like, Yo, a million percent. Like no, I don't know do if this. it's like all the sci-fi influence where every alien comes here. Yeah, none of them are the Vulcans. <laughs> They, you know, it's all battle for Los Angeles, which is what I believe is going to end up. Well, it's like if you're going to beam, you know, our our. What if they started into... beaming their television back to us? Oh my god, that'd be awesome! I know. I Don't you want to watch some weird alien show? I was gonna say I wouldn't even know what it was. It'd be like just like some weird color smushed into another color. I'd be like, I don't, I don't know. What's what is yeah, this? You, you want to see it though? You'd watch 15 seasons of it. Right, I know, but then we have all the scientists would be spending all the time trying to like decipher the way that these aliens see things. Because like, if we're just seeing colors smushed together, what are they seeing? Yeah, <laughs> interested. I want to see it now, but now I want an alien, just like weird sitcom. Like I want the alien version of Cheers. I'm so in on that. <laughs> I'm so in on that. You're right. I mean, I guess that's kind of like part of Deep Space Nine. <laughs> I mean, you that is think an, about it. It is a bit of an element of, of DS Nine for sure. <laughs> but yeah, the I mean the idea though that we could be you know if you're gonna beam uh, films and TV shows, man, can you make at least limit it to like the Criterion Collection or something? That's what I was gonna say. Can't we send our best <laughs> minus minus Armageddon, which apparently is still in there? <laughs> How dare you! Great film. Check it out on the Coachy back catalog. We did it. <laughs> well, you since you brought up the Thermians, but what what's your impression of the Thermians? They're hilarious. Through and through, like when they they get transported to the ship or whatever they call it, I'm only going to use Star Trek terms because I don't remember anything from Galaxy Quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they change a lot of the verbiage, but we recognize the visuals of certain things. Yeah, like the the phasers still look like phasers, right? But I love the Thermians from. But when they get beamed in, and they don't have their camouflage on. <laughs> <laughs> and they're probing people, and it's hilarious. <laughs> I well, I mean, when after they put on their disguises again, after they reenact the visual yeah. deco, th- that's when guy screams, and I lose it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just like it that Tex Sergeant Chen and Tim Allen are both like, "What's his problem?" <laughs> 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 you just leave it. They never talk about it. <sighs> 
the Gilligan's Island joke of the, those poor, those poor people. people. Yeah. The uh, the, very... the limo joke of her her translator being broken. She's just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just delightful the way the characters all interact. They're, they're meeting with each other, and again, I enjoy the 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 sort of the way they. Again, the, they called the show the historical documents, so they sort of revere these characters. And they're never dissuaded by the things that they see that don't quite match up with what they know from the show. They just keep waiting for them to do what they're going to do, which is, like, save the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's something about, like, that sort of purity of belief that's really just refreshing nowadays because everyone's so fucking cynical. Like me. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, like me. Like me. So I'm seeing these, these aliens. I'm just like, this is... This is just so enjoyable. How can you not like this? And the way the uh, Quellic is the one that like, sort of bonds himself to to uh, Alexander Dane, to Dr. Lazarus. So, you know, <laughs> he's modeled his life his after life all the teachings. Yeah. yeah, he did like the mind haze so that the, he couldn't get captured. He's like hiding up in the corner. <laughs> awesome. Dr. Lazarus, I hope I am not breaching protocol, but I am so very humbled to stand in your presence. I have studied your missions extensively. Though I am Thermian, I have lived my life by your philosophy, by the code of the Maktar. Oh, good. That's very nice. By Grabthar's hammer, Dr. Lazarus. Don't do that. I'm not kidding. I'm sorry, sir. I was only... Just don't. It was great. And but, we haven't talked about the villains and how great they are. I was. Uh, gonna, I did I did want to... Saris? Yes. Is amazing. Does Saris good remind luck. you of anybody, by the way? I was going to ask you about this. As a fan of another sci-fi video game franchise like we are... Oh, Garrus? I mean, the entire species is kind of similar. Kind of similar. Aren't they more cat but or bird? So, they're sort of cat-bird-reptilian hybrids almost, right? Yeah. Because they have the scales. We're, I mean, we're talking about the Turians from Mass Effect 3. Yes. Which, I mean, if you're not down with Garrus or Archangel, as he's known in Mass Effect 2, what are you doing? <laughs> and again, one of them named Saris, right? So, boom. Yeah, that's that's right. He was the villain in the in the first one, right? Yeah, he killed poor that's killed that. poor Nihilus, bastards. Yeah. Man, I don't know <laughs> way too much about that. No, I, 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 mean, I, I did go through the the re releases when they came out. Right, I played I played, but I mostly played two and three. Sure, because one one there's too much driving that stupid Mako around. <laughs> I don't know what you know, it was. I was pressure malls. I'm like, sitting there watching Galaxy Quest last night, though, and and I was like, you know, they they do sort of remind me of the Turians, and as I sort yeah, of wondered, if I maybe could totally this, if, see that if, now. They, if they were a little inspired by that look. Oh, all right, I was Ceres. Does Ceres the people? Does his race have a name, or is it just General Ceres? And I think they only call him Ceres. Yeah, the guys in the they turtle never talk. You know what he looks like now? Is season three of Star Trek Enterprise? Okay. They have the Zindi War, and the Zindi are made up of seven species: the aquatics, the reptilians, and they look like the reptilians. I'm not going to name all the other five because mostly I can't remember. <laughs> that's, it's that's like a, a, a more monkey species. There's the insects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, it's just basic seven dudes. The whales from Star Trek Four. Those are the aquatics. Okay. That's all you need to really know. All right. They, they look different. Yeah, so I mean, Saris is a big bad guy, and and he's got these henchmen that kind of look like grown up Goomba troopers from Mario Kart. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all I could think of. With their helmets, their helmets are mostly what makes you think of that. Yeah, it's it's definitely the helmets yeah. that look like you know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle leftover parts. Yeah, you know, I don't, and I, you know, I don't, I don't want 
I'm not here to to pick the part the plot apart by any stretch. I have really no idea what Saris is after other than the Omega Thirteen. I don't really know why he's a general. Why they're picking on the uh, um, sorry, blanked on their name. The Tholian. No, they're not Tholians. <laughs> not Tholians. <laughs> Thermians. Thermians. Thank you. My goodness. So, but you don't need to know that. That's not the thing. I mean, you know what he wants. He wants the Omega Thirteen, yeah. which is a, I think a he random just picks plot on point because he heard they might have a weapon that he wants. Yeah, because... and they're they're pretty easy targets. Yeah, I mean, they're these like octopus-looking creature dudes who just love Galaxy Quest and wanted to build the U.S. or the NTE Protector or whatever it is. They like Gilligan's Island too. I mean, I'm sure they'd lose their mind if they watched like Game of Thrones or something. I was gonna say, what would be another show that the Thermians could watch that they would love as much as Galaxy Quest? Or like, do you think there's like factions? Like, there's Justified. other Thermians that have emulated another show. Like, there's like a Thermian like love boat out there somewhere. Oh no, I was thinking like Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke. Like, there are Thermians who have like they just live Wild West style, <laughs> and that's it. What like, about they're like, Gunsmoking? What about like, more like Bonanza, Little House, Little Ponderosa yeah. action? Sure, sure. <laughs> Little House on the Prairie, you know. That time, the, you know, it's like when Star Trek would go to a world and it would just be cowboys. Right, right, You'd right. You'd be like, oh, okay, that's just happening now. It's just, oh, we're at the Roman Empire again just because we had that, you know, uh, merch in the back that we could do. So the there, props in the back. So you're saying there could be a faction of Thermians on their home planet that has uh, Detroit Tiger hats and mustaches on. Yes, there could be a Magnum PI version on of Thermians. Although they don't act in it. They would just live their life. Wait, all right. So they'd, they would build Ricks. They'd build Ricks, right? They'd build Ricks Bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ricks would be there. So, like, some of them would pretend to be, like, we're TCs. We fly helicopters. Some of them would be Higgins. And they'd have to get, you know, Razor Beasts or something to be. <laughs> Razor be... Beasts. <laughs> That's a good sci-fi sound of dog. I don't care what you say. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I was more thinking like the Friends version. <laughs> oh, the I don't. I don't. It's just know. New York. Oh boy, I don't know if I need 90s. that in my life. <laughs> oh, Seinfeld. They're like, "What's the deal?" <laughs> That's how they talk all the time. They always start every sentence with "What's the deal?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, by and large, <laughs> That's a fun idea to explore. Maybe, in, maybe in an offshoot sequel, we can we can do that. Well, let's talk about Thermia spinoff season. Uh, yeah, the Batman sixty nine. They're all into Batman sixty nine. Oh, nice. <laughs> do they say the Bam and the Pow, or do they have like word balloons that they put they pull out? The Thermians seem pretty crafty. I bet Thermian. Yeah, Thermians. They got seem pretty crafty. I bet they could figure out a way to make that happen. Yeah, uh, that's true. They do build an entire spaceship from watching a television show. Yeah, they got beryllium spheres. All the tech are there. real. Gots to be. I mean, they mine them and they come out as as spheres in their in the, in the mines. Yeah, but those cute little babies that are gonna kill guy. One of my favorite lines is between Dane and and uh, Tech Sergeant Chen when he's like, "Do you think they're miners?" He's like, "Yeah, they gotta be like a three. No, miners, not, not miners." Not miners. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's so good. It's one of my favorite things is they show him how to use the tricorder. <laughs> <laughs> First time you did walk in the wrong way because he has it upside uh, down. <laughs> yeah, he turns upside. We're following the guy who had it upside down. <laughs> there's a there's a belief that that was done as 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 sort of like a direct um, 
I don't know if homage. I guess homage would be the word I want to use to to uh, Leonard Nimoy because apparently Leonard Nimoy in the first couple of episodes of Trek was was known for doing this because he didn't uh, know which way the prop was supposed to be held. Well, which first episodes? Like the original, like the cage pilot a, uh, or was, the re-pilot? What I've read about was that, that was a little unclear specifically, but they sort of alluded to that they might be sort of referencing this. It's it's one thing as like a Trek purist that infuriated me rewatching the original series is costumes keep changing like colors of uniforms mm-hmm. so it's, it's impossible to tell there's one where they're just wearing like tan tunics and it's, i think it's the repilot after the cage oh okay yeah and the phasers look terrible they're the like they have the round thing on the end they look more like a gun <laughs> but it, it's just the purest in me where i want every but mostly I can't remember. Someone's uniform keeps changing color. They go from like red to green to blue. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's not how it's done. You don't get to just wear whatever color you want to work. If you're in the <laughs> sciences, you get blue. If you're in command, you get red now. Yellow back then. One of the scenes I wanted to, to, to get into you about, because I, I was sort of curious your take on it, how you, your, your, the way you sort of process it. After they've been captured, after Ceres' forces have boarded the Protector... After they've gotten mm-hmm. the Brilliant Sphere, which again, a great sequence. Great. Tim Allen gets his shirt off. And there's a great joke about that. Yeah, with Fight Gr- a giant Gr- rock Gr- monster. Great neck? I think so, yeah. Giant rock monster fight. Some awesome. pretty early CGI stuff that like still looks pretty decent, honestly. Um, oh, it looks it looks really good. And the the little goblin kids or whatever. They look fantastic. They look awesome. Yeah. <laughs> It made me think of that bit where like the one comes back to like the the, the puddle to get the water and he's like <laughs> oh, dragging his leg <laughs> and they just maul him and everyone's like screaming and wants to run away. <laughs> but that, after Sears that almost gets to my favorite part where guys like, have you ever watched the show? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good line. Sam Rockwell stealing shit Again, all over the this place. This movie's got those moments, uh, you know, between him and and like I said, I think Tech Charge Chen has some great stuff in this flick. Yeah. But Sigourney Weaver has some great stuff where the she's repeating the, the ship and they're like, that's getting really annoying. And she's like, I have one fucking job on this ship and I'm going to do it. The, 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 after they run through the, the chomper things and she's like, the person who wrote this episode should die. <laughs> yeah, the one edit in this movie where you could see her drop the F-bomb. F-bomb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they took it out. Like I said, distinguishing this movie from our other Alan Rickman favorites is the incredible cast around him in this one that just they all just deliver like there's nobody like not having fun and making this movie and that's yeah, so everybody refreshing to see like yeah they, they it seemed like it would, it must have been like just a, and by all accounts everyone had a blast on set everyone got along they had a fun time making it and everyone seems to have like really fond memories of doing it that's why they were talking about doing a, 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 spin, a spin-off show down the road and unfortunately you know, Alan Rickman passed away before that could happen. But it just, you know, if you go back and watch that documentary again, everyone in the cast comes back. Everyone talks about this movie. You know, they all hold it in the highest regards. Of, and, uh, they, you know, it talks about how Sigourney Weaver, they didn't want her at first. I'm like, how do you not want Sigourney Weaver in your movie? And how she had a fight to get into this movie. She's an icon. I, they were worried about, again, like, like the studio was weird about who they wanted in this movie. Like, I really urge people to go check out the documentary to see how this movie came along because it's very different than what maybe yeah, people thought it was going to be. watch it again. It's, it's pretty wild. There's, there's one section that I'm a little like, eh, about, 
and that's when they focus on like the cosplaying fans, which is that, not my that's cup when of I tea. bailed. Yeah, okay. right there. That's what because that if you do it and you love it, great. Yeah, it's just not for me. I wanted to get to like Sam Rockwell interviews. Yeah, if I, I'm I, honest, like put the mustache on, talk right into the lens so I can look into your eyes. I, I think for me, part of it, a big a big chunk of it is like the still the still like the 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 scars, the deep seated scars that I have from my youth of being mocked for liking all these things, <laughs> and the 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 idea of. of Dressing up as your favorite characters. Like I said, if you can do it, more power to you. I can't. I have some like a psychological block in my yeah, head. Hope. Like I'm gonna get bullied if I go out in public like this, and I can't get over it. I, mean, I need to see a therapist. I get bullied at home if I dress, dress like that. <laughs> you know what? So would I. <laughs> Maybe that's part of it too. Like, I, I know you can't see, but I have a Starfleet jacket behind me that my wife has forbade <laughs> me from wearing out of the house. I also have an imperial jacket that looks like a stormtrooper. It's like mm-hmm. a track jacket. Yeah, it has a big empire logo on the back. I can only wear it when I walk the dogs. I'm not allowed to wear it out of the house, and it looks awesome. The guy who got you that Star Trek jacket must be a really good friend. He is a great friend. <laughs> That's awesome. You have to give me his number. Later. And my my wife is like, "What does it matter with that guy? Why would he send you this stuff?" And I was like, "Because he knows I like it." <laughs> She's like, "I hate it." <laughs> But she is not a Trek head. So. Yeah. So so, so the, the cosplay section of the documentary is the only thing that I'm sort of like, I'm uncomfortable now. But that's because yeah. I, ha- I have problems. I admit that. I guess I do as well. <laughs> but but I'm, happy, I'm happy if they're happy. And I, it's great that they're con- continuing to keep this thing going on. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing about cosplay for me, too, is like I, I'm sort of like jealous of the people who put that, all that time and effort into it. I'm just like, oh, I can never do that. Some of it's so great. Too. It's so great. I love seeing it. Yeah, I love seeing it. But like the idea of me doing it is just like I'm so uncomfortable right now. I have to go. What well, just the thought of putting like full face makeup on is just. So you're not. I'm you're, not. You're not putty in Seinfeld either. Then. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> you're, I'm not, you're not the face painter. Well, I, I dressed up as a zombie many years ago for Halloween. Probably ten years ago, more than that, but. Let's just say ten years. And I was like, never again. This is <laughs> this is a nightmare. Yeah, that's the that's the only section of the doc, of the documentary where I'm, where I'm a little bit like, okay, let's, let's go back and talk to the cast. But again, the cast talking about the fans supporting the movie in that way is actually really endearing and, and nice to hear too. So, oh, yeah. I definitely recommend the documentary. It's on the Amazons. Check it out. So, do you think they would reboot this series with everyone that they could get back? But they're they're doing it like a next gen style. They're doing Galaxy Quest: The Next Generation, and it's it's them reacting to basically being replaced in this show. Now that's an interesting thought. I still think it 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 doesn't work without Alan Rickman though. I do think he's very vital it'll to, be, to it'll this. Be hard, but you can get Justin Long to be the captain of the new crew or the Riker. <laughs> he could play the Riker. Like that kid grew up to be an actor. It's so funny to see Justin Long in this movie too, because I, I think he said that he was like twenty or twenty one when he filmed this. He's so young. He's so young, but he doesn't look all that different now. No, not really. <laughs> like he's still he's still gonna sell you an Apple computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, and I guess that's sort of like the thing with, with Galaxy Quest and, and Rickman's role in it in particular is like I I kind of think he's like the heart of the movie in 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 a, in a sense like he. He sort of needs to be there. Um, his sort of like disdain for it, you know, at least his perceived disdain for it is sort of, and his his embracing of it, 
when he utters the line sort of changes he saves the day. everything. I mean, I, I know they, they celebrate the captain. Yes, and, and it's and so it, deflating. <laughs> yes, after he gives the oxygen back to the Thurvians and, and, and yeah. you know, he saves the day. But they all believe the, the captain saved us. The, or, sorry, it's Commander in this. Commander. No Commander yeah. Taggart. Commander Taggart. <laughs> Peter Quincy Taggart. Got to have, like, those crazy middle names. Well, Tiberius is normal. <laughs> I forgot that was your middle name, too. Yeah. What's Picard's middle name? Susan? Isn't it Jean-Luc? <laughs> Jean-Luc's one. No? I guess it is one. You're French. His name's not like Jean-Luc Picard. Jean-Luc is one word, no? It's Jean-Luc Patrick Waugh Picard. Hmm. I think that's official. That's canon. <laughs> Something really British in the middle, because they, they lived in Britain during the 40s. Or, no, they lived in France. But I don't know. I don't remember how they retconned it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not going to think about it no. one second more. No. But yeah, there's, I, th- I think it's really cool how each character seems to have this moment where they had to, the actor had to kind of become their character and embrace their character to get out of the situation they were in. And and Alan Rickman's is, is again, because he's pushed so hard against being that guy, being Dr. Lazarus. Yeah. So when he finally does it, when it just brings the, everything the... home. That's not too bad. We'll get you to the medical quarters and you'll be fine. It has been my greatest honor to serve with you. I have been blessed, sir. I... I... Don't speak quiet. You'll forgive my impertinence, sir. But even though we had never before met, I always considered you as a father to me. Sons of Warvan, you shall be avenged. Or the, the chant of strength, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I love all the Klingon stuff that they put it. Like that's all straight. You know, the, the strength of Kalas or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but it's all it's also like very Vulcany too. You know. Oh, like the... he's very Vulcan in the beginning. Yeah, but I think all the. The shadow, that's all Klingon wharf stuff that's been thrown in. Anything that dealt with, like, their, not religion, but I was like, that's all Kalos stuff. They're just, like, Grapsar's sure. hammer, it's Kalos's sword. <laughs> I really enjoyed, before, right before Alan Rickman sort of, or before, before Alexander Dane has his turning point with everything, the, the fight that he gets into, the stage fight, the actor yeah. fight, you know, where they're calling each other hacks and over line acting. stealers. Yeah, for actor. <laughs> Again, another thing that feels like such a like a British actor just hating American actors. It feels like yeah. so spot on to like all the sort of stereotypes we've heard about the two types of acting schools out there. So I love that very much. And I, it, again, not to steal thunder from from our boy Rickman here, but like I, this this got to be like Tim Allen, like his most charming, right? Yeah, like Tim Allen, easily really... his, his most likable character. You don't think he's charming in the Santa Claus? I fucking like, hate that movie. When he's being interrogated, I come on. I fucking hate that fucking movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. I, I, I heard that like Peyton Manning's in the new one. Uh, you, if you watch the original Santa Claus again and you don't want to strangle that kid within the first 20 minutes of the movie, you're you're a better man I than mean, I. 
Koji, we've threatened to do the Santa Claus, or I've threatened it to my brothers. We haven't got around to it yet. I know your stands on Christmas, so I think it's gonna take a lot of yeah. lot uh, take a Christmas it's, miracle. I'm for gonna to watch tell it. you. I know Norma says it's not coming up this year. So don't <laughs> look forward this year. We booked. We we booked. didn't make it. We booked. <laughs> I, I like I, I don't know I don't know what else to say about this movie. It, it's great if you haven't watched it in a long time. You really got to go out and check it out because again the entire cast is just spot on. Alan Rickman is just part of an ensemble in this. I mean he stands out in in, in his moments, but he's also he also knows when to step back and let the other person have their moment and and, and play off of that. You know I I think this movie in in a lot of senses kind of shows a more subtle Alan Rickman and and his. I don't know if generosity is the word I want to use, but like, again, just kind of being able to share the screen and let people have their moments and stuff like that. Like he doesn't have to dominate in this. He's not, you know, the over the top Rickman we got in Robin hood. He's just part of the team. And I love that for this movie. Cause he could have easily dominated this. movie. he's probably the most accomplished actor. I accomplished in the sense of like, you know, his stage presence, you know, obviously Sigourney's been doing this for a long time. She's got, she's got a lot of gravitas. She could dominate as well. Yeah. But everyone just is part of it. It's it's just it's a very cohesive, well executed, well performed piece of cinema. It's it's a great movie. It really, really is. And and what it says about sci fi and, and, and fandom and all these things is very positive. Like it again, it's a funny movie. It it, it takes a couple of shots, but like not insulting shots at, at fans or the genre Every, or anything. It's very loving. No, all the fan stuff's very loving towards them. The, you know, the entrance at the seven with a, or at the, at the end of the movie with Kevin McDonald. Yes. It's very, like the fans are freaking out. It's a packed house. They all just watch Sarah's get murdered and they start breaking into applause. <laughs> and an ape an shit. alien exploded. An alien exploded. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> that guy just got blown up. Woo! Yeah. Look, you'd lose your mind at Hall H. If somebody blew up, uh, don't even get me started. I don't do Hall. Wait, H. you don't go. You don't do Hall H. Hall H. Oh, that's really hard when you've had a couple of beers. Hall H. Hall H. Hall H. Yeah, keep yeah, keep saying it. It sounds great on the podcast. Sounds I'm good. sure. Sounds good. I apologize. High quality <laughs> quality audio engineering here. Hall H. Don't do it. Not for me. No thanks. Hard pass. All right. Hard no on Hall H. So what you're. You don't go to those anymore. It's too mainstream for you. You got to be punk and be underground. No, you got to. Or you just can't afford to get in or have the time to wait in line for tickets. You got to sleep outside overnight. Fuck off. Pass. Fuck off. I was uh, okay. So a trailer (laughs) or the idea that you might see a trailer. Most of the trailers come out online. Most of the trailers come out online a few hours later. I'm not that stressed about it. I'm. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to say something that maybe I shouldn't Mm. say. I think a lot of people like to go to Hall H because they're thirsty to see celebrities. Don't you see them at the Comic-Con in general, just like walking around like booths and shit? No. Well, I mean, yes, you can. Okay. You, but it's, that, that's, you know, them behind a glass, you know, a, a, in, a, in, a, in a perimeter with security all around them still. <laughs> you know, and in, in this case, you're seeing them up on stage, but it, it, people just want to see celebrities, and I don't understand it necessarily. It's not my thing. I'm trying to think of the last celebrity I saw. It's been a while. I, I mean, unless you count like random Baltimore Orioles. I lived in LA for a or year. Jim I would see celebrities I I on occasion. 
and I just didn't care. I was like, I was like, okay, that's Topher Grace over there eating sushi. I'm not, what am I gonna do? Go bother him? Fuck off. You'd be like, I love that '70s show. Are you guy was eating reboot? sushi. I didn't need to say hi to him that bad. I was fine with just leaving him alone. Yeah, you get the eel. My brother and I, we ate pizza across an aisle from Powers Booth, and we didn't say anything. <laughs> How did you not reenact Red Dawn with him? Because I'm sure no one's ever done that before for him. No one. <laughs> All right, at least when you left the restaurant, where you're just like, well, bye, <laughs> we, yeah. and then left? All the like, t- did you tombstone him on the way I out? I mean, all the tombstone lines were happening at our table, but like we were just whispering oh, to each other. I would have definitely been like, well, bye, <laughs> and then left, and that's fine. He could just be like, that guy's a loser. That's okay. <laughs> I'm already out the door. If if memory serves, he was there with like a group of other dads, and like they were the table next to them was like their kids from like a baseball game or something. Oh, okay. So I was like, we're not good. Mark had no interest in being that guy either. So like it was fine. Yeah, we're just that, like, honestly, hey, that's Powers Booth. Time, I have one hundred percent no no interest in wanting to be that guy at all. <laughs> no. Like I it's I went with my brother to meet Tony Kornheiser when he was doing live shows pre pandemic, and went went up and met him at the end of the show. Didn't even need to do that. Just wanted to watch the show. Oh, I did. I did that with Ryan. I had fun with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I did that with him. And the only, the only other time I've approached like a celebrity was was one time when I saw Ladinian Tomlinson at at a at a hotel by Comic Con. He was like, "Do you try to throw a punch at him for not scoring a touchdown for your fantasy football team?" No, he had just retired. I know actually. that's dates in the league, but come on. He had, he had just retired actually, and uh, he, I guess he was doing something with like the Chargers rookies that year. So he took it was taking him down to this uh, like. The, the restaurant at the hotel. Oh, okay. And that was the only time I approached with somebody, and he was very nice, and uh, he just said my piece and got the hell out of there before he could decide to take a shot at me. <laughs> I think if I saw, like, Cal Ripken, I'd probably, like, go up and say hi to him because it's yeah, Cal Ripken. Yeah, it's because it's Cal. Like, there's there's always one that you're going to be like, this is my only chance to say hi to this yeah. dude real quick, and I'm going to make it as quick and painless for him as I can. Yeah, like, in early 2000s, I saw Vanessa Williams on the street. Just on the street, just hanging out, just sitting there? She was coming out of, like, a play or something because she was done to the nines. Okay. And I was in, like, khaki, you know, cargo shorts and an Abercrombie (laughs) T-shirt. So, you know, we were traveling in different circles, I'll say that. I remember you in that Abercrombie documentary where they expose everything corrupt about them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I I spent $50 on, you you know, polos and shit. In the early 2000s, not now. <laughs> now I need like a three for 20 deal. <laughs> so I guess as we close out, and we've already screamed to the heavens that everyone needs to go check out Galaxy Quest. If it's been a long time, uh, revisit it. Own it. Yeah, and, and I, like I guess I really recommend the documentary. You can skip around the cosplay thing if that's not your cup of tea. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff in there. And again, sort of, maybe, I'll refresh your memory a little bit here too. But you know, they originally wanted Harold Ramis to direct this movie. And he did not. He did not want Tim Allen in it at all. Who did he want? Uh, mm, I'm trying to remember here. There was a couple names bandied about. Uh, I think. I think the one he was really pushing for was Kevin Klein, actually. Oh, and Kevin Klein's really good. Yeah, there was sort of this belief at the studio that they wanted to have um, an action star do to do comedy. So Bruce Willis's name was thrown around for a little while too. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know about all this. I don't know. Bruce, it, Bruce it, has some, some comedy chops like, in him. The, the first part of the documentary where they talk about the movie kind of 
taking shape is very, very interesting. So I recommend it very, very much to people. Right after this, Bruce did like the whole nine yards. That's probably around this time. And then Kevin Klein did Wild Wild West. Mm, We don't talk about that. I mean, it doesn't work out for him, but it's still a more action comedy. When did he do Dave? Because that was with Scorny Weaver, too, so that would have been interesting. That's that's 96, 97, 96, maybe? Yeah, because like, they, they filmed a Camden for that. Did they? I don't yeah, remember. I think there's a scene where he throws the first pitch out at Camden Yards. Oh, probably, because there's no other baseball for the president to throw a first pitch out at no. in the 90s. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you could do it today if you really want to. <laughs> So, so in the, in the, in the, in the, I don't know, again, we, it's not like we've gone through Rickman's entire catalog of films just now, but like, where, this has got to be like a top tier Alan Rickman film, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Where would you put it? If you, if you, you know, even just based on I the mean, three that we've watched for the show. The three, it's really hard. It's really hard. He's, he's really I mean, Hans Gruber one. Set, without saying. It, but two and three, hard. Coin flip. I would probably say Doctor, you know, his Doctor Lazarus role because I watch this more often than I do. Well, I mean, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. We, we got you with that last year. You hadn't yeah. seen it. You didn't know how good he was. <laughs> yeah, and I bought it. You know what? I'm going to go watch it later tomorrow. You're going to celebrate Hans Superfest all weekend. That's right. I love this. I'm excited. I'm going to watch you. Love Actually. I'm going to watch Dogma. Ooh, Maybe yeah. Dogma next year. Dogma next year, January. You're going to hit me with that fish. <laughs> Nothing like seeing a giant rubber poop monster. Yeah. That, or we can watch the first Harry Potter movie, and you can see how great he is as Snape. That would be an interesting one to do just because I've not seen it. So you, you, could, you could almost host that show. <laughs> oh, that's going to be weird because I am – I mean, I guess I have read all the books and watched all the movies, but that's it. Yeah, I got gotcha. like, you. Know, I guess I, I'm more of an aficionado than you, but barely. <laughs> I'll read a wiki. We'll be fine. Yeah. I'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, right. read the books. They're awesome. I don't think I have anything else for us for this Hans Toberfest, Rick. And how, um, um, other than we continue to support and love the work of Alan Rickman. He's the man's a genius, and he's missed very much by me. (laughs) Very much, you know, by Grafthar's hammer. Shoot the glass with a spoon. Let's make that shirt, please, please, please. (laughs) Let's make that shirt. We just find like the cheapest, shittiest free graphics we can get to be the the you know the hammer, the spoon, and the glass. <laughs> Shoot the glass with a spoon, and it, it works. You can follow along with Hot Toberfest for the last three years. We are trademarking this idea right now. Copyright, <laughs> patent pending. Reagan and Tom, C C L E L E L E P. I don't know. L E Esquire Limited okay. L- LLC. Thank you. This, That's what this, it is. Yeah, yeah. There you I, go. I got there. there. Go. I got there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy boy, go have fun celebrating the rest of Hans Toberfest, and and yeah, we'll 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 figure out next year. I'm yeah, excited we got Galaxy fun. Quest done because it's a great flick. He's got a lot, lot, a lot in that catalog. Maybe yeah. we'll watch something we haven't seen together or either of us have seen. I have an idea on that. We'll talk. All right. Well, we're gonna talk, but you didn't throw it to me. You can follow us at CoSGPod. That was next. <laughs> Look at you I know stepping on I me. I wanted to jump in and do it because it's fun. <laughs> Take it, Reagan. <laughs> We're at coesgpod.com or at coesgpod on Twitter and Instagram. We just finished Heist Month. You can watch Thief, Confidence. Watch, no, you can't. You can listen to Thief, Confidence, Italian Job, Heist. I love it. I think 
Is that it? That was it. Fantastic. Yeah. I went back like five shows. Plus She-Hulk. Lots of She-Hulk stuff on there. Yeah, yes, and listen, listen to them say She-Hulk's fun. Yeah. <laughs> for 20 we minutes. We kind of like it. We kind of <laughs> like it. All right, buddy. Thanks for hanging out, and we will talk to you super soon. Thank you. Aboosh! By Grabthar's hammer. What a savings. All right, that's it. There it was. That's the conversation for Galaxy Quest, closing out Hans Toberfest 2022. The saga continues, as we like to say around this show. And thank you all so much for coming in, checking out, hanging out, having a good time. We are so glad you're here. <laughs> Again, remember the social medias are still and always will be active. Tomcast Popcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, email the show, TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. And thanks for your patience and your support as we kind of churn episodes out at a very slow rate. But we're so glad you're here and you're checking the show out. We thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. All right. Uh, we'll be back with another episode. We got uh, what, what's coming up next for you all? Uh, you'll hear a Halloween conversation for Hellraiser 1 and Hellbound Hellraiser 2. Those will be out in a couple weeks, probably right before Halloween. All right? So stay tuned. We'll be back later on. Everyone be good, be awesome, be excellent to each other. Uh, if you want to be a supporter of the show, you can do that over at Mandovision. I'm sorry, patreon.com forward slash Mandovision. If you sign up, you get these episodes a lot earlier. Uh, but if you wait long enough, to get a, you get an edited version for free on the, on the main feed. All right? So... We'll be back. My name is Tom. This is the Tomcast Podcast. Ciao, babes. Great story. Compelling and rich. So the tribe drops its third straight on this trip, 6-1 to one to the Rangers. For the Indians, one run on, let's say, one hit. That's all we got. One goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry. Nobody's listening anyway. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're still Champions! Yeah!